0: Living wisely, living well, May 1st. Sound and light affect our consciousness, for we, like them, are composed of vibrations. Music, therefore, is more than entertainment and lighting more than something to see by. Sound and light actually affect our consciousness and help direct it towards spirituality, worldliness, or depravity. Be sensitive to the subtle effect of vibrations. Protect yourself from disruptive ones by listening to inspiring music, or by singing even mentally songs that are uplifting, and by surrounding yourself with calm, soothing, or brightly cheerful lights and colors. There's a lot in there. You know, sometimes um, when people are are talking to me about the state of their life and they want to make changes or they want to be more uplifting, uh, uplifted, or they're just beginning on the path, they don't know where to start, I often encourage people to walk into the environment where they live, um, the room that, their, their private room if they have one, the living room of the house, whatever it might be, and forget for the moment that it's your house and just look at it look at the colors, look what's on the wall, look, look, look at the way it's, it's arranged, look at the, the order or the disorder in it, and, and ask yourself, if you had no idea who was in this house, what kind of a person would you think lives here? What are their values? What are their general attitudes? What is their mood in life? Are they optimistic? Are they pessimistic? Are they comfortable with who they are? Or are they original? Do they are they attentive to the environment they live in? Um, Do they look like they actually live here, or do they appear just to be camping? Which is to say, just I don't mean camping in the sense of being detached, but camping in the sense of uncommitted, of just waiting for something to happen. I, I have often seen this among people who think their life their life will actually begin when they finally meet their life partner. And I'll observe that rather than committing themselves to, to life and to having a home, they'll just camp somewhere, waiting in a very real sense to be rescued. And my advice is um, and that you're likely to attract a more dynamic and helpful life partner if you are a more dynamic and committed person. If you're sitting there waiting for someone else to make your life work you will attract someone who's likely thinking the same or someone who wishes to dominate rather than partner. I mean, you can see all the things that would happen. But what I'm really saying is here is, and this is what Swami is saying, he's talking with sound and light and then he adds color at the end to it. But what kind of an environment have I created for myself and is this really who I aspire to be? Not just who I am now, but who I aspire to be. One of my friends told me this, and this was about an adolescent, but it was their, their own son. They said, when the, when the boy hit adolescence, he grew his hair long and wore it over his face for about the next four years. He painted his room black, <laughs> and he lived that way for about three or four years. And then one day he came to his father and asked his father to shave his head. Um, he, he repainted his room and asked his mother if there were any plants that he could bring into his own room, <laughs> and it was sort of like and, and you know she actually said she like she saw his face almost for the first time he'd gone from being a young adolescent to being nearly a grown man you know with the with the shade over him and he went from life negating in his black room to wanting to have plants to have life in his own room he he shifted like that of course that was a very dramatic teenage sort of experience but these are real questions you know what is going on in our atmosphere, sound and light? What, what do I, what do I bring into my room? And another aspect of light, a very important aspect of light, is television. And nowadays many people watch the Internet and you have a little box, but people have these very big screens. And it's one thing if you're you're focused on something, you're watching a movie, and it's almost like being in a theater or you're watching a sporting event and because of the size of the screen, you can really watch the athletes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, categorically objecting to, to um, the, the enjoyable entertainment that such, such a system can bring into your life. I've watched musical events, you know, you just sometimes it's just really marvelous. It's almost like being there when you have these really b- big high-definition screens. But many people whether it's a giant screen or a medium size or whatever it is, always have it on. And if you start watching most screens, um, I mean, if you're watching a play or a, a, a movie or a sporting event even, but many television shows, and especially commercials, commercial television and the commercials, the image changes almost every second they'll hold the image for two seconds or three seconds and it switches and it switches and it switches and it switches. So what's happening when it's on, whether you're watching it or whether it's peripheral to your vision, this constant restless, changing light. And that light is going into you. If you're looking right at it, you're getting more of it. But even if it's peripheral, it's this constant restless, constant restless change. And And light, we are literally composed of light. We are literally composed of sound waves. These are scientific realities that the yogis have been asserting since ancient times. This is who we are. So if the light, which is yourself, that's constantly on you, is constantly shifting from one thing to another, or the, or the sound coming out of it is loud and dissonant and has this hard beat behind it, or people are hurting each other, or yelling at each other, or disrespecting each other, all of that is just sweeping through you. And it's absolutely naive to think you're not picking it up. Ramakrishna used to say, Ramakrishna was an avatar, he he lived in the late 1800s, if you peel onions, your hands will smell like onions. It was a very homey image and there it was. Sometimes when I've been cooking, I don't cook that much anymore, but when I would cook and cook uh, onions, a day or so later, just you know, sort of like doing something else and it would be, where is that coming from? And then I would realize it was just you know, on my own fingers, not a day later, but an hour later or so. And if you rub your hands on stainless steel, actually, it'll take the smell of onions off of you. I have a little thing that looks like a bar of soap, which is just this little piece of stainless steel, and I just wash my hands with it. It'll take the onion smell off. But if I forget to use it, it just, it keeps wafting through. I mean, that's just an onion. This television like this, I had a very weird experience. This was God was playing a trick on me. This was a little cycle I had a few years ago. I signed up to go to to Israel on a pilgrimage to the holy places of Israel, the life of Christ. Um, And I had never been to Israel. This was like four years ago. I'd never been to Israel and all the travel I had done, all the pilgrimage, I'd never been there. So I was very excited to go. I'd planned to travel through Europe and visit my friends in Europe and then go to Israel. Then a friend in India became very ill. And so instead of I I, I flew into Europe, but I flew from Europe to India. I spent a week in India with my friend and then I went back to Europe and then I was going on to Jerusalem. turned out to be a completely insane connection. I had no idea about the uh, high level of security to get on a plane into Israel. And for the only time in my life, my luggage didn't come in. So I totally missed the plane in Europe. And because it was some special holiday, I couldn't get... I couldn't get on the plane again for three days. So I absolutely determined, I was absolutely determined to get to Jerusalem on time. So I bought a very expensive non-refundable ticket that I was going to use sooner. So without any luggage still, I go to the airport to catch my very expensive non-refundable ticket that is like a circuitous route. But when I sit down at the gate, um, there's this huge video screen in front of me because this is what they do in airports now this huge video screen advertising God knows what, these bright colors, and it was right where the where the gate was, and it just was flashing like this, and I absolutely couldn't stand it. So I turned my back to it. I'm right at the gate, but I turned my back, and I was working on something, and I work on it. I have a watch. I'm watching my watch. At the right loading time, I turn around. The gate is closing. I have been... Five feet from the gate, and I have missed my plane, my non-refundable, expensable ticket. I've missed my plane because I couldn't stand that flashing light. It was just it was unbearable for me to be sitting there in the face of that craziness. Now, just for fun, I, I sort of went into, I was in an emotional state through this whole cycle anyway, but I sort of went into, how can this possibly be true? Because I looked at my watch, it was absolutely right. so I finally I mean now this gate has closed. I go to some information gate, I say, "This is crazy. I miss my plane. How can this be?" And I point to my watch. He looks at my watch. The battery on my watch was dying, but instead of stopping my watch, it slowed it down exactly forty five minutes, just enough for me to miss the plane. At which point I said, "Oh." I guess I'm not supposed to be in Jerusalem until the next day. (laughs) And I just went like that. But it was because of that video screen, because that light was so disturbing to my consciousness. And people do this all the time. In another context, Swami was talking about a certain energy effect. He said, most people won't even notice. But if you start refining yourself spiritually, then you will begin to notice. And you will realize it was happening to you all the time. But you were just flowing with the river. And you just assumed that low energy and confusion and lack of concentration and poor health and, you know, uh, uh, gross appetites were just normal. You didn't realize it was all being programmed into you from what you're listening to. And that's why he said, music is not just entertainment. Music isn't there just to distract us. Music, as Swamiji says, not only reflects consciousness, it creates consciousness. I was really struck and horrified, is what I have to say. I saw some movie. The question was, it might have been the genocide in Rwanda. If it wasn't that, it was some context where people were really brutalizing each other. It was one of the countries in the world where there was a civil war and where there were... were if not child soldiers, they were very young people as soldiers, and they were brutalizing one another. And they were carrying this big um, boombox, is what we used to call them, I don't know what it's called now, nobody uses them anymore, but this big portable stereo system as they drove through the countryside in these big trucks with their weapons. And the boombox was playing music that is considered popular and the music was pounding and pounding, and the lyrics were screaming, and I I think the words were presented too, and it was all this aggressive, I will get mine, who cares about you, it's you know, like this, and and these young people were were using that as the soundtrack for this violent, unbelievably brutal behavior. There's a cause and effect relationship there. This is what concerns me profoundly, and in a certain sense, I'm, I mean, I, I can be nervous, but I'm also surrendered to God. As Swami said, listen to the music. He said, listen to the music everywhere. I was on a holiday in Costa Rica, as it were, and I was in this uh, condominium and I heard a sound that seemed like that there was a public execution going on quite nearby. It turned out it was just the music from the swimming pool but it just sounded like people who were being tortured and screaming and the sort of sadistic uh, sound. It It was what was playing at the swimming pool. Come in like a Martian. Just come in like a Martian, like you don't know anything about it. You don't know that this one is famous and this one won prizes. Just listen to it and look at it and ask yourself, is this really, is this really who I want to be? And then start paying attention. Swamiji says, sound and light affect our consciousness for we, like them, are composed of vibrations. Music, therefore, is more than entertainment and lighting more than something to see by. Sound and light actually affect our consciousness and help direct it towards spirituality, worldliness, or depravity. Be sensitive to the subtle effect of vibrations, Protect yourself from disruptive ones by listening to inspiring music or by singing even mentally songs that are uplifting and by surrounding yourself with calm, soothing, or brightly cheerful lights and colors. Joy to you, my friends.